We are going to touch on this morning something that actually a lot of people will not want the church to talk about. And by the way, we are talking about this not because we are looking for money. So don't let anybody accuse the church that church preaches money. They just want money. No. And by the grace of God, the pastor is not looking for any handout. What we are trying to do today is to make us receive blessings untold from the Lord, who is the giver of all things. I know that many of us may see ourselves as givers, but I know that very few can actually say they are generous givers. And I actually know also that a lot of us in the church come because we want to receive something. And some will even go to the extent of telling lies in order to receive it. I pray that by the grace of God, we'll see in the line of the scriptures, the word of God that is given to us, what God wants to see in us. In the first place, what I'm going to say this morning may be so simple, and I pray that it will be so simple. But it has a lot of credibility because the Bible is the one saying it. And thanks be to God because from what we are taking this morning, the writer is a credible person to speak about money. If this passage were to be written by maybe one of the apostles, one would say, ah, what do they know about money? What do they know about getting money? If it were written by one of the prophets, one would say, let's check the background of the writer. But I stand here to say that this passage, this book especially, Proverbs, was written by the richest man Israel has ever known, the richest king. So he knows a lot about money. And don't in any way be, you know, be confused about the fact that he's saying what he's saying because he was led by the Spirit of God. Children of God, it is important for us to know that the Bible instructs on the practical issues of life especially that which can corrupt absolutely the love of money. And I know that some of us may find these instructions unacceptable because we want to actually prove that, A, you don't know how hard I've worked for this. No matter how hard you might, you might have worked for your money, may I say this to you, God gave you health to make wealth. And the Lord God Almighty who has blessed you will want you to be a blessing. Thank God because, um, you know, Reverend Oyenis mentioned something about Abraham. I will bless you, says the Lord. I will bless you and you will be a blessing church we are 
in an assembly that we cannot in any way ignore the fact that God has blessed many people here. And I pray that you will see the other side of your living if you have not been living right concerning the usage of your money and your resources and find a better way of really blessing the world. If I can help somebody, say pass along. If I can cheer somebody with a word or song, oh, whatever you do in order to make life better for somebody, then you have not lived in vain. May your life never be in vain. In the name of Jesus Christ. Shall we pray? Father, we pray that you speak to us in your own way. According to your own version. For Lord God Almighty, we pray. None of us will have heavy ears to hear. But Lord God Almighty will soften our hearts. That as we receive your word, not a single word, a single letter will fall to the ground. But your word will enter into us to accomplish your purpose. And may this be a blessing, not only to our families, or even the family of the church, but to a nation and, yea, the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you believe that it is right as to what the Bible says in the book of Psalm, Psalm 24, verse 1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And all who live that is in it. Huh? I don't know whether... I or New King James Version. Everything belongs to God. Church, whether we like it or not, build houses in the air. That also belongs to God. Every resource that you may have, everything belongs to God. Therefore, I pray that as you look at your resources, especially the monetary aspect, you will dispense it on things that matter. On things that will glorify God. God gives not for us to hurt it but to share it wisely. When we give, we show forth the inexhaustible supply of God in his world. I will tell you a story that you all know, and it's in the Bible. It's in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. There was this woman who had become a widow. 
And she was struggling with life because her husband left a lot of debt. And the people that her husband was owing money were troubling her, even though he was dead. But they knew that whatever he received, uh, they benefited from it too. So they had to pay. So the lady ran to the right person. She ran to the man of God, prophet Elisha. And she said, hey, look at me. I'm a widow. My husband was owing a lot of money before he died. Son of a prophet. A man that feared God. A man that actually will want to live right, will not want to steal. And then, to cut the long story short, Elijah said, What do you have in your house? What do you have? Ah, I have nothing but a jar of oil. That's all I have. And guess what? She was told to gather empty bottles from anywhere she can find it. Go to your neighbors. Borrow empty bottles. Not money now. Empty bottles. They will freely give it to you. And then shut the door. That jar of oil continue to pour it into the bottles. You see how God multiplies things for us when we obey him? The miracle here is actually that all the bottles that this woman collected, every one of them was filled to the brim. And as soon as the bottles got finished, the oil ceased multiplying. Another thing about it is this. The woman ran to the, to, to, to the prophet again and said, we have done it. Go sell. Whatever you have sold, give to the uh, creditors. And whatever is left, use for you and your family. God supplies more than what actually we may even need. He is a supplier of grace and abundance. And therefore, we should not be afraid to do according to what the scriptures tells us to do this morning. It is important that as children of God, we must be like a father who will freely give, who will give in abundance, who will bless lives, especially those who trust in him. In the passage read to us, Proverbs 11, verse 24. Verse 24 encourages us to be generous in our giving. This passage shows us that indeed God has woven a system in our creation whereby those who give will have more. I used to, you know, toy around with planting things when I was young. You know, when you put a corn down, 
or is it a corn or maize or whatever? Which one is maize? Which one is corn? Anyway, when you put it in the ground and you cover it and it germinates, not every one of them will bear fruit, you know, but those who will bear, you actually, you know, take the shaft away and then you see a lot in one stall. Then I tried it with yam. And as I was cutting it, I was slicing it as if I wanted, I wanted to cook it. I said, ah, I must have many yam uh, tubers from this one yam. I never knew that the amount you put in will determine, in most cases, how big the yam will be. Until I was told that, hey, some of them will even get rotten because I've sliced them so thin. I was too young to know. And I didn't actually ask any farmer. Children of God, we are told here that he who scatters huh, will increase more. And one would say this is a paradox. How can somebody who scatters then receive more? And those, whoever actually who holds back that which is not rightfully, you know, held back, will be in want. I thought that if I put my money in the bank, huh, it should yield more interest. And as I see it, and I turn it over, I turn it over, I should be receiving more and more and more. But lesson that I've learned also is that the uh, stock market can crash and make everything that actually you have thought that you have invested to be useless. But when you have given to those who are in need, nothing can take it back from them. They will remember you and pray for you. By giving freely, a man has plenty. And this we know also that the Bible in the New Testament collaborates with this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. But he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Church, I believe so strongly in the stewardship of Influence, I believe so strongly in the stewardship of resources. I believe so strongly in the stewardship of whatever God has given you that you are given in order to bless, not to live a lone ranger life and forget about the troubles around you. Oh no, not so. Hear this passage that actually I read from the New King James Version. It's taken from Proverbs 28, verse 22. A man with an evil eye hastens after riches and does not consider that poverty will come upon him. 
I believe that this passage is talking about the 419ers, kidnappers, our girls were kidnapped about a week or two ago. They were asking for a ransom of 200 million. I believe that it's talking about ritualists who would not mind using human beings in order to make money. I believe that this passage also is talking about Yahoo boys and girls who have ruined so many people's lives by extorting money unduly from people, stealing and thinking that they have made it. I believe that indeed anybody who is rich out of foul means, this passage is actually talking about them. That in the moment, in the moment when they least expect it, they will become poor. Poverty is not too far from them. It is important for us to know that God cares about everything, especially about money, because, because he knows that the, the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money. We want money. I saw something in my, in my, in the, in the, in my iPad when I turned to uh, this um, Facebook, and somebody was carrying a placard and saying that, uh, bring back our corruption. Bring it back because when Nigeria was corrupt, we had enough to eat and to spare. Now that you want to fight it, we are at the tight end. When something has gone bad, guess what? In order to repair it, it will cause pain. And if you can bear the pain, that wound will heal. If all of us will actually do that, I believe sincerely that Nigeria will be healed and will come back to being prosperous again. Let's go back to Proverbs 11 again. And you'll see that in verse 25, verse 25 says, A generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. Hmm. The thing that money does to someone that is blessed, that is given out of the abundance that somebody else may have, is that you touch the soul of that person. You touch the soul of that person. Not just the head that, that will, will, will swell and say, ah, I have money now. No. You go deep down the soul because the person becomes so joyful that you just say, ah, has he won a lottery? He has won more than a lottery because something was, was, was given to him or her which she never expected. She never expected. Jesus Christ, our Lord, gave an application of this particular verse, I believe, in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it shall be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, 
would men lay upon your bosom? For with the same measure that you, me that you use, it will be measured unto you, to be measured back to you. You know something? I see that even this man, what he gave may not be running over, may not even be pressed down. But somehow, somehow, he has gone into the fabric, into the inner being of a person, and that person will look for ways to say, whatever help this person needs, I am ready to even die for him. God supernaturally blesses generosity. We are enriched by giving, not by hoarding. And to this extent, I thank God because verse 26 is there. Verse 26 says something about this. The people will curse him who withholds grain. But blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. I believe sincerely this person is talking to all traders here. Whatever you are trading with. Whether it is grain or it is anything at all that you sell to people. I pray sincerely that you will not heard it in, one, in order to actually be wise in your own conceit, in order to be smarter than all the traders, that you hold something and say, until it is out of market and people are looking for it, then I will bring it out. Then I will put my own gain on it so that I can gain an abundance. That gain will vanish. Why? The people that you are holding the thing away from will continue to curse you. But the person that sells and will actually say, after this, the Lord God Almighty will bless and I will buy again. Such a person will receive blessing. Gone are the days when grains happen to be the measure of your wealth. The more you have in your barn, that is actually what will make others to say that you are rich. Not paper money. Not paper. It is the grain that you have in store to bless life. Why? Food determines life and death. Food. When we have abundance in Nigeria and the rain that fell yesterday, for instance, I just thank God because I know that that is a blessing of God, that there will be no famine in the land. When God withholds his rain and every ground is parched, and you plant and nothing actually is growing, is germinating, is bearing fruit, know that huh, a lot of people will die. But when there is food, and then you have the food, and then you hoard it, you're hoarding it, and making people to suffer. They come to you to want to buy, and you say, oh, I don't have. The Lord actually is looking. Whatever it is, 
that you are selling, I pray sincerely that you are not hurt, but you will bring it out and sell to people so that their needs can be met. Higher price for something that you have actually secured for yourself does not make you rich. You know, there was a time when petrol was very, very um, high commodity in Nigeria. And um, petrol um, uh, station managers and so on and so forth, they know how to do this thing, you know. They have the petrol, they, they have the, the, the gasoline in their, in, their, in their tank. But they've had some rumors that uh, there will be shortage. And therefore, they will stock that and say that they don't have. We were traveling from Ibadan to Lagos one day, many years ago. And then we got to this petrol station. And it was about our turn to buy. And then they told us, everything is finished. You should go and buy from the black market. Candidly speaking, I stayed at one corner and I prayed to God. If these people are lying, may you close this place down. You think it's a, it's, a, it's a bad prayer? What does the Bible say? If you heard, you'll be cursed. Is that not true? I, I told God, Father, this is painful. They still have petrol. But if they are lying, if they are lying, Close this down. If you're telling the truth, we did flourish. Before you knew it, it was growing weeds. The Lord heard me and people like me. The Bible is true and so straightforward. And I believe that all of us together, we need to know that we determine our wealth. We determine the riches that God actually will bestow upon us by following his word and getting determined to do according to his will. God is interested in obedience. Obedience to his word, to the letter. Everything that you manipulate people to give to you, you cannot use rightly. If I behave like a beggar and people look at me and uh, it's because I'm, I'm actually going to them to, to say that, look, my shirt is torn, I, uh, uh, the, uh, um, the, the neck, and so on. Please give me. And it is not true that I am poor. That money cannot be used wisely. It is absolutely important for us to bear in mind that God is interested in all that we do. I will quickly go to an area where uh, I know that uh, the time is really going. I'm sorry, sorry about that. Uh, if I can apologize to you. Um, please turn to Proverbs 19, verse 17. Proverbs 19, 17. He who has pity 
on the poor lends to the Lord. And he will pay back, and he will pay back what he has given. If you see somebody that is poor, you don't need for the person to come to you in order to be a blessing to that person. Some people have given testimonies, even here, here on this pulpit, that God said to them, do this to so-so-and-so. Go and give something to this person. And when they obeyed, the Lord God Almighty multiplied it. The Lord multiplied it. And one thing about riches is this. It is not the money that you have or the things that you buy that will bring you joy. It is the life that you have touched that actually will add to your joy. If you leave to yourself, exclusively to yourself, oh, what a miss. And I'm praying that in this church we'll be free to really bless people. Some people are qualified among the youths and they're looking for a job. You're somewhere that actually you can do something about it. But you have refused to do something about it. Oh, that you'll open up. That the Lord God Almighty may bless you. Oh, that you actually look and say, what are you doing, my, 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 my boy? Call them boy. Yes. They can be your boy. What are you doing? What qualification do you have? Bring your CV. Let's do something about it. The Lord that put you there can remove you, you know. It is important for us to know that God does not want us to be flint givers. Not sponge, but honeycomb. To end this message, I'll give you a true story. A true story. It happened to me about 50 years ago. I have forgiven, but sincerely speaking, I'm still remembering it. I used to go on meter break to a family. Oh, yes, known by my family and approved by my family to go there. From there to school, to my school, I needed only two shillings, sixpence to get to school. But this family will give me 20, only two shillings. And I had no right to complain. So I will stay in the motor park praying that one of the students that actually I knew very well will come around in order to board the motor. Actually, we used to go by lorry, not nothing like I asked or whatever. It's lorry. When they say that, dress, 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 and you don't dress, huh? they'll just push something forward and 
apply the brake, and everybody would go like sardine, wham, and then they put, <laughs> you know. That was it then. Oh, yes. You're lucky, you're very fortunate if your, you know, um, dress wouldn't tear because of the bad seat. I will wait. I will stay there for hours praying that one of the students in my school will come around to board the, 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 um, um, the, the, the vehicle. And I'll be asking, please, can you just give me sixpence? Fifty years ago, I still remember today, if they had done well, sincerely speaking, I would have said the same concerning them. Please, I beg you in the name of the Lord, treat people around you with much interest and respect. Don't hurt. Don't make them suffer. Even though that you are rich, don't let them curse you. May God Almighty give us listening ears. And if this has offended you, I pray that that offense will change you for the better.